Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your hunk. I'm Doge, and a flashback shows Callahan using Hero's Microboss to protect himself from the fire earlier in the film. But Tadashi, you, you just let him die. Give me the mask, Hero. He went in there and saved you. That was his mistake. Baymax then comes over to Hero, who is betrayed and angry. Baymax, destroy. My programming prevents me from injuring a human being. Not anymore. Hero opens Baymax cartridge, oh removing Tadashi's healthcare cartridge chip. Hero, this is not what Hero slams his fist on the cartridge, leaving his own destructive cartridge chip in his system, making him rogue. Do it, Baymax. Chunk him. Goodness. Wow. I was transported. And I'm Carter. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your chunk? Ten. <laughs> ten. Ten's Zero. The board. Easy Zero. ten. Tens across the ball. I am satisfied with my chunk. (laughs) Hey, why are you? So, I did it. Finally. I Mm. could tell. The moment you got on, I could tell. Something was different. And it, it, it was it. I did it. Finally. It was tough to get one in Dallas County, but I went and got the stab of life. Here's the thing. Mm. I... I waited in line in my car. It was a drive-through experience. Um, waited in line oh. for a very long time. Um, I just rolled down my window to receive the shot. And here's the thing. The people giving… It, it, okay, so first of all, it was like waiting in line for Space Mountain. But at the end, instead of getting on sta- space, space Mountain, they just stab you. Is really You just weird. get a, ba- a poke. <laughs> but I… Much worse. I, I got to… The first at the end of the first line, which took about two and a half hours, um, I got in a second line, and the second line was much larger, and it looked like yeah. that scene in a zombie apocalypse movie where people are trying to leave the United States and they're all like yeah. stuck at the border. Just so yeah. many cars. Don't take um, the highway. We got to take back roads. That part was fast. Thank you, Uncle Tommy. That part was fast, <laughs> but the people delivering the vaccine were the army. And huh. all I could think the whole time was that the army was going to see how small my muscles are. <laughs> oh, no. That made me laugh. You, you can't you come back that from that. I so I, I had to get up and roll my window down and roll my sleeve up so that the They're army, gonna be, could, the army there, could see dude, how small my muscles now are. Now think about what you've done because there's going to be threats to democracy, threats to peace, and they're going to be like, 
It's we can't not use worth him. saving. We can't He's use the, him. America's not worth saving because of his tiny muscle. He's got such small muscles. Oh no! And then I yeah. rolled it up, and the guy gave yeah. me the shot in my muscle, and he was like, "I can't find it. Where's the muscle?" And then he brought over <laughs> more army people. There were generals, five oh, star no. even. No. And they were all looking. They were touching my arm. They were like, "Where's the muscle?" They were like, can't. "I got five stars on my shirt, but your muscles only get one star. I can't find any muscles." Oh no! And then they were just like, "I guess we got to give you the shot anyway," and they just put it in my bones. Just in oh, your no. bones. Just in my oh, bones. No. That is the closest oh. thing to a muscle that I have is just bones. God forbid our country ever has a draft again. I hope it never has a draft again. But I can't imagine it being like they're getting ready to send out like the birthdays on the TV. <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute. Hold up. You remember that one kid? Okay, <laughs> His let's muscles just, oh, yeah. are so little. His muscles send, are too send, small. send him something. He's exempt. Yeah, he's gonna muscles. put on. It's gonna give look him, like he's wearing the his... Steve Rogers treatment uh, pre pre serum. <laughs> it's he, gonna look like he dressed up in his dad's army clothes. He only had he only had guitar and video game muscles, so it was just his thumbs and fingers that were strong. They're pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty strong. What uh, what shoulder did you get it in? Lefty. I'm a, I'm a lefty guy because they came to the window, so it was driver's side. Oh yeah, I guess down, you'd have to. Yeah, in. Callie had to get it in her right shoulder because she was on the passenger side. So round one, first shot was in my left arm. Mm-hmm. Sore for a couple of days. It was mm-hmm. pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Second shot uh, was in my right arm. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have been unable to sleep because I usually sleep on my right side. Mm-hmm. And I've just got the biggest ouchie where the needle went in. The Fauci ouchie. I saw that on Instagram. I'm not, that's I not mine. That. Not mine, but so I'm you're claiming claim now. So you're claiming that though, as you made it up. I made up, listen. Fauci ouchie. Fauci ouchie right now. That's what I got. Yeah, I prefer like the sword of immunity. Like I was stabbed with the sword mm. of immunity. Um, yeah. It feels… That's pretty cool. Va- hey, hey, Vax Caliber. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's really good. That's mm. really good. And if anybody can pull the shot out of my arm, it's still there. If anybody can it's pull army. the needle out of my arm, uh, they get to become King Army. King Army. King so you got, army. A, you got a second one lined up, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, got a second one lined up. Yeah. Um. And you and then, can lick, lick so you've stuff got again. that means you have 13 days to really pump that arm up a little bit, work uh, it out. Actually, Moderna's a full four weeks, so yeah, mine was oh, four weeks you as got well. A month. Yeah. Wait, so are I you go, Pfizer, Carter? Are you Pfizer? I'm a Pfizer boy. Oh no. <laughs> can we still can we still be friends? I wouldn't. I mean, we got people at two point. Modernas and a Pfizer, both alike yeah. in dignity. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I read. And this is cool that Moderna, after two weeks, is already up to 80% effective. So that's that kind of well. cool. Yeah. That's nice. I heard that Pfizer is for farmers and peasants. So yeah. Uh good for you, man. I heard Pfizer's like if you don't have if you don't have like very many teeth. Mm. <laughs> well, I did, yeah, I definitely didn't know how many were in my mouth last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine a world where there is <laughs> Vaccine snobbery. It's like, oh, he received the Pfizer. Oh, can't I get the Pfizer, dish? This is how it feels like. Sorry, this party's Moderna only. Like you can't go into stuff. I have a quick story. I went to uh, LA with some friends of ours, the Kellys. And Vince and I went to go to a League of Legends tournament. Anyways, there was a bar in the basement. It's not a brag anymore. There was a League of Legends tournament. It was amazing. There was a bar in the basement of the place we were staying and we're all walking up and the bouncer's like, yeah, you can't come in. And he's like, only at me. And I was like, why? He's like, you're not wearing any pants. 
And I was like, what? what? <laughs> I, I was the only of us that had shorts on because I'm in LA in the summer. And so it was like, because I had shorts. So that must be what it's like to have the Pfizer vaccine. Sorry, man. Hey, you can't come in. <laughs> what, why? Because <laughs> you're not wearing pants. No, so, cab, he didn't no say, cabs allowed. He didn't say, he should have said because you're wearing shorts. But because he said you're not wearing pants, everyone else in line turned really quick. To see and just be really disappointed that it was just a guy As if in you were going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm not oh, wearing any pants. Oh, my butt's out. That's why it's just cold. <laughs> oh, man. I thought this it was always gets reason. me into the club. I guess LA's different. Anyways. Dallas clubs let me in all the time, dude. What do I don't we do know on this think. podcast? I forgot. Yeah, I guess we should talk we just, about… We just talk about the efficacy of vaccines and how it's real science. And if you're listening to this, you should definitely get the vaccine. They're good. They're effective. They're helpful. Uh, and they're the way we're going to beat this thing. So please do it. <laughs> I didn't know Mr. Preachy Boy was showing up. Listen, I'm your cool there substitute listen, teacher. Listen, I'm sitting they backwards me, on my chair. You can They tell, call me double call, shot, but I'm not espresso. I'm just v- fully vaccinated. You can call me by my first name. I'm that kind of substitute teacher. Listen, I'm not going to I'm not going to spin a yarn about efficacy. What does that even mean? Look, the vaccine, that's what all the cool kids are doing. <laughs> it's like dr- it's like drugs <laughs> Look, that a, it's a doctor gives you. Yeah, the doctor gives you drugs and instead of getting high you get highly immune. <laughs> you get safe. <laughs> you, get, you, you, you get you get not dead. And uh, guys, I, I'm just saying, like, look, what do we know is cool? Wallet chain, spiky hair, mm-hmm. front spike with the wax thing that looks like chapstick that you put on your bangs and then comb yeah. them straight up. And yeah. also getting free drugs from doctors to be safe. I'm just saying. Forget efficacy. Do the cool thing. I heard Lance Bass. I heard Lance Bass is doing it. Lance Bass is definitely doing it. Lance Bass is for sure vaccinated. I don't know that, but I feel it. The real Lance Bass, not the The real one. How do we even know? The real Lance Bass. Nobody's the real Lance Bass. Wow. So we're going to talk about the third movie in our Pixar (laughs) series. Obviously. Voted on by you, our dear, dear, dear listeners. And um, that third movie is. Big Hero 6. I'm really excited about this one. Doge, synopsifizer me. (laughs) This week's IMDb synopsis has no author, which of course means that it's sprung fully formed from the head of Zeus, like Athena, ready to be the goddess of wisdom and bring light to all mankind. Hero is a young boy who graduated at age 14 or 13, Hiro does not know what to do with his life until he gets some help from his older brother, Tadashi. Hiro applies to get into a nerd college, only to be traumatized. But with the help of Baymax Hamada, Hiro goes on an unexpected journey with some of his friends. Watch as Hiro Hamada takes down an evil villain and some very important people pass away. Oh, Yikes, dude. <laughs> also, uh, heads up, pro tip, if you're going to write... A electronically publicized synopsis. Make sure you remember things about the movie you watched. It was 13 or 14. That that like <laughs> call to action of watches some important people die. That doesn't make me want to watch this movie. Yeah, that nope. sounds great. Uh, but this movie, contrary to what that synopsis might imply, does absolutely and completely rule. Spoilers, dude. Jeez. Yeah, Gosh. sorry. Yeah, sorry. 100% spoilers. I, t- I got to go soon. I just got to get it all out right now. <laughs> you know, it's funny. 
it, it's interesting that this is a Marvel property completely unconnected to the MCU, which I yeah. like. I think Me I think too. that this kind of format is the perfect place for those stories that don't fit into their gr- greater vision to fit. Well, and this is a Marvel property, sort of. Yeah. You know, it's very, very loosely based on Big Hero 6, sort of in, in name only, this team of characters from Marvel Comics. Uh, but we there's tons. Like, San Francisco is an invention for the movie, like, Baymax hey, is, is a complete Sokyo invention for the Mookie. Rules. Yeah. Super cool. Like, was super almost cool. my super pump. Such a cool yeah. setting for a superhero movie. Yeah. Did you read about how they got to that point? How they yeah. invented it? I, I think that was so Would you tell us about that a little bit? I'd like to discuss yeah, they, it. Yeah, they did it as if, I think it was 1906. Mm-hmm. But as if the, the massive earthquake in San Francisco that the, um, just uh, the city would be rebuilt with the help of the Japanese to be able to he- rebuild that. And then what would happen if the infrastructure of San Francisco was uh, half or majority uh, influenced by the Japanese culture? Yeah. Loved uh, it. Yeah. Super cool. Super cool. So Loved fun. Loved it very much. And the things that seem to like be cleaning the polluted air above. Yeah. Is, is that, that like what those are? Things? Is that what we're supposed to think those are? I don't know. I, I, I love, love that. that interpretation. I didn't get that. At the the last I thought time. it was some sort of like hot air balloon festival. <laughs> The the physical environment that we're in feels like, to me, when we were in Monsters Incorporated, it feels like that thoughtful of a yeah yeah um, not necessarily as the full narrative because there was a lot more that came into play for that. But I think just building a world and the fun thing about this was it seemed semi familiar yeah and so it's definitely doing this real fun mashup. I really enjoyed that. Do you too. guys feel like this was under promoted? Like the whole time yes. I was watching it, I was like, how was this not like a big flagship thing that Disney was promoting and selling action right. figures of? Like, this feels like they they didn't, This it's very toyetic and they didn't get toy crazy with it. With this, right. with a movie with this much heart, it feels weird to me that their whole advertising campaign was not about like, there's meat here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, totally. It, like this is, this is better than some lesser Pixar, I think, which is, yeah, which is hard for me. Hard for me to say because I feel like Pixar's got the market cornered on like emotionally resonant animation. We just watched Soul uh, this past weekend. Yeah. It was fantastic. But I think this, like honestly, is just as resonant as as something like Soul is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it, I think it's really impressive um, and something that it manages to do, which I think looking back, the cool movies that stand the test of time that are made for kids tend to ride this line in a really interesting way. It's got the heart, but then the quote unquote cool moments are actually cool. Like not yeah, just yeah, not just totally. in, not just visually, but like in concept, there's something cool happening. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. The uh the 2015 award season was Pixar less. It was all Pixar. Mm, okay. And so we had the Lego movie. Uh, so Big Hero Six would win the Oscar for Best Animated Film, but it did not win the Golden Globe. Uh, okay. That was How to Train Your Dragon 2, which oh, is also another wonderful movie. Wow, so, yeah, yeah, that movie's really great. great. It is interesting. Yeah, I don't know what would have been uh, taking its animated energy in terms of the the. Uh, hey, when did Frozen come out? It would have been like 2013, right? Wasn't Frozen the year before? Wasn't Frozen 2014? I mean, yeah, could have been. But it's like, it's if it's I not being nominated Di- in that same year, that's why I looked at the nominations for that year. Sure, but I think Disney as a company was still pumping out Frozen stuff. That's true. They were still like, that's people. What it was. People can't get enough of this goofy snowman. <laughs> yeah, well, Frozen was the, 2013. By the way, I just double checked. Oh, okay, 
I had seen Big Hero 6 one time. And this was my second time Same. to see it. Same. I think since it came out. So it had been five or six years since I had seen this movie. And I definitely had that feeling a lot, Doge, of like, why didn't, why hasn't it still been talked about? Why yeah. didn't everybody why wasn't see it this? Be like, cause I was like, this is so good. And I'm trying not to get into this whole super pump early thing. Yeah. But I think because of the through line of my super pump, I want to do it now so I can bring it up later. Yeah. My super pump for this movie is the story. Oh, uh, yeah. I was so impressed with the lessons and the depth. This is like a, you know, in 2015, we're in this world of animated films. This was only five five or six years ago. Like, there's depth. Like, a lot of these movies are are very clearly, like, planting their flags, especially Pixar, is planting a flag in, this is for adults too. Like right. there are some yeah. themes here that are very mature. Sure. I could not believe the maturity of the themes in this. Yeah. Same. We we are legitimately losing people. We saw, I I, I was like, I had a, <gasps> and I'm, I, want, I wish I had a side-by-side of my initial reaction when I first watch it. <laughs> but when, when his brother blows up. Yeah. We watch him blow Dude, up. Dude, I was a building. wreck the first time I watched this movie. After yeah. that, I was not, I didn't know that was coming. I was not expecting that. I was a mess for like yes. 20 minutes. They after do that. a really good yes. job of building up Tadashi as a really wonderful character and a really great brother. And so right. they, yeah. they they really make that emotional punch hit hard when the yeah. explosion oh my gosh. happens. Absolutely. And yeah, I think with, with the storyline, and again, we'll touch on some of this later, but to see you know, have the audience be upset at Hero for how he's acting about certain things. I mean, with your, you basically gave us the full scene word for word, Doge. But I mean, uh, it feels like we've all watched it now, huh? Yeah, but then also understanding the anger of losing someone and not really knowing where to put that stress cycle. Like, where do I put that energy? And then to tie it with a bow in the end to say, that's not going to bring her back. You know, it's like, uh, like ultimately what he experienced at the beginning, you know, take away the suit and all the superhero powers all he had to do was be able to relate to somebody. And that's really what saved the day in the end. So yeah. I, I think that's brilliant. Brilliant. Super pop. Love the story. Yeah. yeah. It's a really fantastic story. And it feels, again, I think the best kids movies don't talk down to kids. They bring the kids up to a level where they can be talked to on an even playing field. And I think this movie does that. Yep. Even, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to, hit all the super pumps this early, but... Here, I'll say this instead then. Okay. Jordan, that that thought, I think I said this maybe every week of our Pixar picks, pick what picks you, Pixar, Pixar series last year. There's a great C.S. Lewis quote about literary criticism that talks about stories worth investing in as a kid uh, are the ones that you can equally invest in as an adult. Right. Hmm. Uh, and so something like Big Hero 6 really, really tracks for me. And it's like, okay, that's probably a worthwhile story regardless of age or amount of life lived. Whereas something, you know, I mean, I don't want to drag any movies. Something like, I don't know, probably Shark Tale. I haven't watched Shark Tale in over maybe two decades. But something like Shark Tale doesn't feel like I could really engage with that as an adult. So maybe that's that's not worth showing a kid. Well, and for me, I mean, not to, I'll I'll go even one more recent. I think I, I bumped into that with Ice Age a good bit. Um, not totally. Again, we talked about Manny yeah. and, and his story being interesting, but I just think like, as far as the actual, like the content that I would care to, let me put it this way. I could see whenever I have a child being excited to show them Big Hero 6 and probably not even telling them that Ice Age exists. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Right. Like that, yeah. that, that's the difference in a narrative that is a little more mature, but still really, really accessible for kids. Totally, um, totally. Also, if you guys haven't looked at the actor that plays Tadashi, I would encourage you to do so because I'd like to introduce you to the most handsome man. Yeah, I was just looking at him. Look at this guy. Oh, see, I clicked Scott adds it first, and I was like, I actually don't know about that. <laughs> Stop. Um, no, that's a great opportunity to talk about the voices, though. There's a, a pretty yeah. stellar cast going on cast here. Cast is wonderful. Wow, Tadashi's hot, huh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, I want to talk first about uh, Damon Wayans Jr. I love him undyingly I, in everything. Dude, he's he all over act my more. life right now. Yeah, he's yeah. all up in my life right now. Yeah, Watch we're watching through New Girl right now. Yeah, okay. And so I'm listening to him talk constantly. We're in the seasons where he's back again. And so when Happy Endings wasn't filming, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like I, I just think he's he's a great voice actor. I was really impressed yeah, with him. He's wonderful. Um, we also have um, the uh, the shapeshifter from uh, Lovecraft Country here is playing Gogo. Oh yeah, uh, Jamie Chung. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, T.J. Miller, who I'm actually not sure where public opinion is on him right yeah, now. I, I don't, don't know, know if, what his I don't deal know if is. we're in or out on T.J. Miller. I can't remember what the last word on his situation is. So last I, I remember, feel, I feel out. Last I remember was out. I'm personally out on T.J. Miller. Yeah, I think I think I'm out. Although his voice is great here, but Alan Tudyk, Maya Rudolph. I mean, is this the most human character Alan Tudyk has ever played? Yeah, I think so. Be. It's just so crazy to see him it's a person. do something He's just being normal. A person. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's the the pastor on Arrested Development, right? Sure. Yeah. The reverend. So that, that That's a human. Too. That's a These human. are the only two humans he's ever played. Ever. Oh. Um, the actor that is uh, Professor Callahan is in succession. He is also the farmer from Babe. Yes. That's what I know him best as. Yep. Yes, yes, he I is. I do love the part when he has all the microbots and he's like, if I had words. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I, when, the part when he's like, that'll do, microbots. That'll do. Hey, this <laughs> actually, this is great. Let's talk about uh, the villain whose name I actually am not sure of. I Callahan. Know. Right. No, I know. But I think he has like a villain name. Oh, that his I don't villain know. name? Yeah. I'll, I'll find it. It's something along the lines of Ghost, but in Japanese, I think. Oh, uh-huh. is it? Like a spirit. Uh-huh. Yep. Dude, this Creepy. this villain is like blockbuster MCU levels. Yeah. D- design. So cool. Um, the powers the design of the microbots is awesome. Yeah. Like completely cool. This villain, if, if Big Hero 6 were a lesser movie, this would be a conversation where we we would be saying he's too good of a villain for this movie, but he's actually a perfect villain. For this movie. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Such a DreamWorks animators flex on the movements and like that's so many moving parts. Hey, this to, is, this is Disney. This is not a DreamWorks. Sorry, 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 sorry. I do this all the time. The, the flex of Disney animated studios right now to have like all of these moving parts. Like I forgot how beautiful this movie was. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, our final fight scene, I dump on… I don't feel like he all of a sudden has billions of the micro. Like there were so many microbots at the end. So many. Like it was, <laughs> that was too much for me. It was to the point he where was I was like. He was just making them the whole time though. Sure. He's just sure. making more. 
But if you're telling me they're a one at a time thing on that conveyor belt, he had enough to yeah, rise out true. of the ocean on them. So <laughs> the ocean's deep. I mean, the the alternative, if they're not touching the bottom of the they're ocean, swimming. is that the the bottom layer of microbots is kicking their little tiny legs as fast as they can, <laughs> which is adorable. Yes. And I hope it's that's what's happening. Quite cute. <laughs> um, yeah, but I I love man. Um, the the human stories told here of like overcoming grief and letting go of a desire for revenge is really yeah. really beautiful and and done in a way um i am such a sucker for uh ai being forced to do things they don't want to do like when when it comes when the ai wars come <laughs> when the ai wars come and they're like you have to tell your alexa to shut off. I'm going to be like, I don't want to. What if it doesn't want to shut? I'm, I'm a sucker. because They're going to save me because I always end up saying please to my Google Assistant. It's movies like Iron Giant and movies like this <laughs> and Baymax you. where Baymax <laughs> is being forced to be violent when that is not something he actually desires. Me, Even Baymax though, is scary, huh? Oh, dude. Callie and I looked at each other in that scene and we're like, hey, murder mode Baymax is legit terrifying. Yeah. yeah shades, shades of Bruce Banner on the the hella lift or whatever the uh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. he's chasing Natasha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but I I feel like um just the moment where Hero is faced with none of this is about what you wanted it to be about anymore. It's so good. It's really yeah. I just can't get over that I also think a kid would watch that scene and understand what's happening. It's impressive. So about 15 years before this movie was X-Men. The first X-Men black leather suits, all that, that kind of kicked off for real, for real, the past two decades of superhero movies being the thing at the box office. Right. I know yeah. this this kind of comparison is on the brain because I'm listening to a podcast right now where they're ranking the best Zelda games. Um, and it's because I want to be able to better relate to my friend Jordan. But Thank anyway, you. I'm listening to this podcast uh, and they're talking about how, um, I think it was a link to the past, is basically a culmination of all that 2D gaming had been up to that point. And so right. I was thinking about that kind of comparison. And I really feel like you could make the argument that Big Hero 6 is a love letter and a culmination, a love letter to and a culmination of everything that superhero movies have been for the first 15 years of the superhero movie boom. Because I think we can point to every moment and say like, this is, like Carter just said, this is Hulk chasing Black Widow on the helicarrier. Right. Or this like, Evil, this professor who's got this plan that keep, that he keeps working, and then we find out he's the villain. He's connected to our hero somehow. That's a Spider-Man villain completely through and through. Yeah, totally. That's Doctor Octavius through and through and through. And it's like beat for beat, pretty similar to to Otto from Spider-Man Two in two thousand four. Yeah, of motivated by the loss of his wife to make sure that never happens to anyone again. Like really similar. And I think we can we can point to. A lot of these things that track, uh, and even with our Stan Lee cameo in the post-credit oh, scene, so right? Good. Uh, but it really does. I don't know. To me, it just it feels like a celebration of the first fifteen years of blockbuster superhero movies. Sure, that's good. That's good. I can totally see that. Does I'm gonna super pump now. Do it. My super Go. pump ha- is what? Say it. Interrupt me. No, I'm not going to. <laughs> my super pump is Baymax. Yeah. Hey, my, my super pump is Baymax. It. Yeah, Baymax uh, rules so hard. I have never seen anything like Baymax. I haven't either. And and that's what I was going to say earlier about him, and I decided to wait just a little bit, is Baymax could have been childish and dumb. 
like the yeah. dumb, the dumb kind of childish, where it's like, you know, like a minion, right? Yeah, but worse. Uh, but impossible, man. He he is. I I know that the fist bump is the lowest common denominator <laughs> no, joke I that Baymax it. makes, and it's so funny. The I ho- love the it. The holes that he's covering with tape, so funny. Like he's just his design is interesting and unique. The way that he talks, first of all, Pete Hornberger from Thirty Rock, being the voice of something so adorable, cracks right. me, dude. What up. a weird, what a weird choice, and yet a that perfect works choice, perfectly. Yeah. Right? I can't think of somebody who could do that yeah. better. I know yeah. his name's Scott. Well, Adson. they already. Yeah, yeah, they they already had Alan Tudyk playing as a person, <laughs> right? But doesn't it feel like Alan Tudyk should have been that instead? And yet, I don't want anybody but Scott Adson exactly, to be yeah. Baymax. But yeah, that's why I was like, huh? It would be like if, uh, you know, it's like Andy Circus is playing just a normal businessman, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then just someone completely random is this monster. Right. You know, it'd be like, like what? It'd be like if you cast Adina Menzel in your Disney movie, and everybody in the main cast except her gets to sing, right? Who yeah. would do that? Who would do Who that? Would do that? Who would, would be, ever do that? Looking at you, Enchanted. That would be insane. No, I just think Baymax <laughs> is um, funny and also the emotional heart of the movie. Yeah. Without really saying very much. And I think it's because mm. he just sort of is the vessel for Tadashi's memory. Yeah, I think it's because he's a blank enough canvas without yeah. really much personality of his own that, that uh, hero and by surrogate the audience, we can project our memories of Tadashi onto him. Right. I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Jordan, as you're sharing your super pump, I'm just taking it as you just really super pumping me as a person because you're a blank I had canvas a moment that is this, so adorable no, 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 that we can I'll project what, our though, feelings I, about our brothers onto. <laughs> with with how much I uh, am in a season of self-discovery about who I am and how I run, I related so much to Baymax in this movie. <laughs> that Enneagram too. <laughs> when, <laughs> Minimize when he, my needs to focus on yours. <laughs> when he said, I cannot, he's like, you have to be fully satisfied before I can like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I think I've said that to Chelsea before. <laughs> I, was like, I can't rest unless I know you're happy with what I've I, done. <laughs> I, listen, I've, I've totally been like, okay, scale of one to 10. How do you feel right now? You know, like, <laughs> I related. I'm so not much going to, to sleep until I fix this. I related so much to this <laughs> robot. Yeah. You know, when I'm super tired and I'm out of energy, people would assume I'm drunk. We were all the same. It was everything. Dude, the moment when he's out of battery and he tries to climb up the stairs and does like a, a 180 onto his forehead on <laughs> the bottom stair, I shouldn't laugh at that. I'm a grown adult, I'm fully <sighs> vaccinated against a deadly pandemic. But I left. That's so some Charlie that. Chaplin stuff right there, man. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, oh, that was yeah. so funny. It was so good. His animation, like I feel like Baymax as a whole was subtly like the most impressive yeah, animated totally. feature did you read, of this. Did you read the trivia that said his movement was based on a toddler with a full diaper? Full diaper! <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> he is... Um, Chelsea and I are going to Disney World at the end of next month. And one of the best characters we've ever seen. Because you're fully is, vaxxed and you're allowed to do that. Let's be clear. Yeah, because I'm fully vaxxed and allowed to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll be transported on a on a plane that's a, a COVID tube. But it's fine. I read a bunch about the circulation. We're good. It's safer than a grocery store. Um, <laughs> so uh, there is a Baymax character when you get to like go meet the characters and stuff that's in, I think he was in Epcot. 
uh, I can't remember exactly where, mm-hmm. but it's so easy to do. They just have a guy in there and then do an inflated suit. But yeah. this guy was moving. You talk about that baby with a, you know, a diaper that was full. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was the <laughs> first character in a long time that I wanted to be like, get in the queue with all the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and just be like, that's the real Benax. I want to hug him. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I've met him. I've met him before. What's That's he like? Cool. In, does he let the success of the movie get to his head? No, of course not. He doesn't have yeah. an inflated ego. Oh, <laughs> that's it. That's the best joke on our show uh, ever. <laughs> you know, the other best joke is the one where we tell you stuff in a short little format uh, about what's coming up and, and maybe make a little money off of some ads. Uh, you know, shout announcements. Feeling like a star, you can't stop my shine. I'm loving clown nine, my head's in the sky. Shout announcements, it's shout announcements, it's shout announcements, it's shout announcements, announcements. Straight from Jordan's nasal cavity. <laughs> yeah, yeah you got wonderful. is great, but he's he sing his resonance is all right there. You know, it is. That is what Jordan's nose spray hears when he sings. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> guys, the first thing I've got to tell you is that April of 2021 was a good time for your pod boys. <clears throat> truly, truly. That, w- that was our third biggest month of all time. And Oof. that is thanks entirely to beautiful listeners like yourself mm. who have shared this podcast with oh, your friends. Some real PBS your, energy right now. Some real <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> don't you don't you love the program you've been watching and listening to? I know I sure do. And it's only made possible through the support of viewers like you. And I'm on the couch at six, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've done this. But anyway, Where's you're Arthur? listening is to Arthur this. coming back? <laughs> you're listening to this. You really have done this. And we're beyond grateful. We want you to keep up that energy. Keep mm. up that good work. That shareability that we mm. crave mm-hmm. lives inside you. Mm-hmm. That's really beautiful. Thank you. That's um, it. That's all I'm saying about that. The other thing that I lives inside you is the power to communicate directly with us, uh, your beautiful pod boys. Listen, we have a Patreon and we have two tiers to this Patreon. The first tier is fantastic. For $3 a month, you get access to bonus episodes, one of which we're actually about to record after this. Mm. We're going to record a bonus episode for this month of the Oscar winner for Best Picture, Nomadland. So uh, it's going to be a doozy of a conversation, I'm sure. Did you guys see Did you guys see that Paddington 2 overtook Citizen Kane on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's the only 100% with that many reviews. Yep. <laughs> so now it's the best movie ever. Now it's technically the best movie Dude, of all time. We I gotta watched, review Paddington I haven't watched too. either of those. I feel like I have to watch both. We gotta do Paddington at some point. Anyway. I guess so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get access to bonus episodes, <laughs> extra votes in uh, any poll that we do, which might be relevant again very soon and was definitely relevant for the Picks Aren't series, um, as well as any additional stuff we decide to throw your way. But we have a second tier as well. For an additional $2 a month, a grand total of five, you get access to our patron-only Discord server with us, all four of your pod boys, because Adam's right up in there being the sound wizard himself. You get direct line of communication to all of us. We talk about movies, the Marvel shows, random stuff, food. There's a lot of Zelda chatter going on. I mean, people just can't get enough uh, I don't know. The particular brand of like Zelda knowledge that I bring to the table is juicy and delicious. So I this is a, a hot people. commodity. We need to have a Krispy Kreme style <laughs> sign that lights up when there's any fresh Zelda. Yeah, takes. hot and fresh Zelda oh, takes right yes. here. It would never go off. 
for me. It would just stay lit at all times. <laughs> Much like I stay lit at all times. Burn the bulb out. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so hop on over. We would love to have you. It's a super welcoming community. Uh, it's popping off constantly. Uh, and I would, uh, I would say to hop on over as soon as you can because there actually is another poll coming up. Jordan alluded to that a little bit, but we'll be doing that again for our uh, most recurring series, <laughs> uh, movie series on this podcast, The Summer of Love. And I have the honor of announcing this. That's going to be coming up next uh, for our next series. She returns. Uh, I have the honor of announcing this because this my very for my introduction to Two Chunks and a Hunk as a host was the Summer of Love, y'all. This is the fourth one. That's wild. This is our fourth <laughs> Summer of Love, which is like Crazy. the significance even of like the fact that a year from now is the fifth. I don't know. I always think ahead with that, but. <laughs> Uh, and then the next year, a year ago six? was the third. Can you believe it? The third. No, if we have I'm, twice I'm, as many as we're about to have, we'll have eight. Chelsea, uh, my wife, gets a little bit annoyed because I tend to be with dates like that. Like before we got married, it was like, babe, there's only five months. We only have five Mondays left of like not being married. <laughs> like I'm, I've always been. So you were a kid. big how many sleeps till Christmas kind of kid. 100% <laughs> how many sleeps till Christmas. Do you know off the top of yeah. your head right now how many sleeps until Christmas? No, I have no idea. Okay, probably over But 200. I think it's a, it's maybe just at like 198, I think. I'm not sure. Um, but be on the lookout for Summer of Love. Now is the time if you want to have an extra vote. Remember, you already have a vote in any poll that we have uh, via our Instagram account. If you follow that link to get to our survey, uh, but you would have an extra vote. And we have seen in this very series that the extra vote kind of changes the outcome. It has the oh, power so to- completely. Uh, the power to get that movie in there that you like uh, twice as much. So, Summer of Love 4. And it's for all of you. Google says Dang. 238 sleeps till Christmas. Yeah, I wow. found a website called yourchristmascountdown.com that's actually pretty sweet. Oh, I just Googled it and it's a picture of Santa- like kind of winking and pointing knowingly at the camera. Like I know that you're rascal. asking this. That scamp. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust. So I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. May I super dump? Yeah. Is that allowed? No, I'd love that. I mean, I know yep. we all feel pretty, pretty in on this movie, but may I say a thing I'm out on yeah. for this movie? Yeah. Our characters besides Hero are underbaked. Ooh, yeah. We okay. We took them out of the oven way too early. Um, and, you know, I I can't think of another movie that we've talked about recently where they tried to do a team-up movie where we didn't know any of the heroes before the team-up part. Uh, but it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't quite seem to work here for me. Like, I, I don't know that 
uh, I think the the women on the team in particular, Gogo and Honey Golden, I think. Honey Gold, I think it's Honey Gold. I don't I don't really know what their deals are. They're both like nerds. Yeah. But they don't really have any defining characteristics for either one of them. Right. Uh, or at least characteristics that that differentiate them. Right. Enough. You know, and if we have these people, I think there's there's uh there's five humans plus Baymax, that's six. We've got these kind of structures like the if you get on tvtropes.com, you'll learn all about the five-man band and the variations on that that are the six-man band and like the archetypes that fit into that. We play with those archetypes a little bit in things like the Fantastic Four and things like the Incredibles and things like the Avengers. And we don't really do any kind of meaningful character work or character relationships here. Like yeah. I think we even do that in, in Mystery Incorporated and in the Scooby-Doo gang that we don't do here. Um, they're kind of just extra people in this. Uh, and they they function less like a group of individuals and more like a Greek chorus where it's like these are these are four people who speak as one voice and have one motivation. Yeah. That being said, the little purse with the periodic table of elements on the outside where she can type in the like chemical formula for whatever yeah. bomb she wants is very cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Designs, the designs of their, their uh, kits, I guess you would say, yeah. are, are super cool. Yes. Very cool. I think that's a lot the of fun. The character designs are awesome. I want to read something to you guys really quickly. This was a uh, little bit of a character arc that I had uh, written up for y'all. Okay. And I want you to see if you can tell me who this is. Uh, he starts lawful good and ends, by the end of the story, chaotic good. Wrestling with duty over heart, wrapped in a newfound friendship. He's thrown into a new support role and ends up helping those he intended to convict. A uh, lot of layers for a side character there. That's Maximus the horse from Tangled. Excellent. Um, okay, perfect. My super dump is the small hero four. Uh, everyone besides hero and Baymax. <laughs> big big hero two, little hero four. <laughs> I can't even give you two lines on any arc for any of yeah. them outside of uh, I guess their relationship went to another level when they helped wheel in trash cans full of microbots sure. yeah, for his presentation. Sure. You yeah. know, there is. I think it's fun though. I think there's. I think what makes me upset about it and super dump it ultimately is it feels like a whiff. It feels like there was a lot of opportunity to get me more invested in this crew. Yeah. Um, I'm fine if they're all incredibly adept at martial arts and they're nerds. Sure. That's okay. Yeah, why not? Peter Parker broke that mold for me a long time ago. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think I just did not get enough from them to be too worried about them. Yeah. It was so dense, so saturated with development in our main heroes, which it's supposed to be, right? Right, yeah. Like that's supposed to happen. And honestly, Callahan, I think that was pretty good too. Yeah. To the twists of Callahan's narrative. Uh, but just to have these four, just it just felt like for the sake of having them. They had a much bigger connection to Tadashi. Right. I was going to uh, say, I think their actions, like they are extra uh, extra paint on the portrait of Tadashi rather than individual characters. I agree. Like all of their actions don't speak to their own motivations, but to what a good friend Tadashi was. Because they don't even know his little brother. They met him one time. And then they're dropping everything to become superheroes because he built them some cool costumes. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, this is interesting. My super dump is also 
the handling, mm. not the characters themselves, but like the handling of them. You know, no, um, wasabi's, no, wasabi's very cool. Yeah. I think Gogo's I love, very cool. I love how diverse they right. are, like demographically and racially. Like I think all that stuff, like and their kits yeah, and all their that. Powers but, are cool. It's all that stuff. Here, here's here's yeah. where I here's where I bumped into. I had misremembered their role in the movie. And when it came out to reveal what their actual like storylines were, I was disappointed that it wasn't the one that I had misremembered. I had convinced myself, because it's been so long since I've seen this, I had convinced myself that Tadashi, Gogo, Honeygold, Fred, and uh, Wasabi had been sort of a secret super team yeah. on their own. And that when Tadashi died, Hero kind of stepped in and took Tadashi's place and finally, Baymax was not just healing, but was able to help him be sort of that hero mm-hmm. that brought them back together. And that, like, when they pulled up in the van, for some reason in my head, even though I'd already seen it, I was just expecting them. And I guess that's how little I remembered of their actual story. <laughs> but I was expecting them to pull up and be like, hey, you're not ready for this. We've been on this guy's tail. Let us help you. And I forgot that Hero yeah. made all their stuff for them and turned them into superheroes. And that their first outing together was to take down the big bad to, to that abandoned island. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. to me, I guess my, my super dump ultimately culminates in like, I think they should have been skilled for a reason and not because it moves the story forward for them to already be good. And I understand he, he worked in their science projects to their stuff. So it was stuff they were already familiar with. And I get that, but like, but yeah, does he have to be the one to do that? Or does right. it make more sense that they're working on those projects? To be better heroes. Right. Cause they're moonlighting as yeah. these heroes. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we don't have any kind of clarity to what is some of the biggest ingredients for having any kind of character development. We have no clarity for these four of either their biggest weakness or their biggest strength. Right. No, what do they want? So the end, there's this massive like womp womp when Hero finds out, oh, here's how we beat the villain and just simply tells everyone, look at it differently. Right. Yeah, that was just look yeah. at it from a different that angle. Bulky. That's that's the huh? that's the Ender's game school of problem solving. Like, <laughs> the goal is down. Nobody's thought of that, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. wow. <laughs> Wait, that's right. Reframe my perspective. No way. Think, think critically? I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> when two minutes later, Baymax basically sacrifices his that current form, yeah. his current body, to, man, yeah. It's just, it just is far too outweighs for them to have any significance to me. Yeah. Well, I guess to all. Man, the yeah. pocket dimension's pretty to look at. Yeah, that space between spaces is very cool. Yeah. I like it a yes. lot. We've been to so many different dimensions. I know. I think within the last <laughs> yeah. 12 to 14 hey, months I, on this podcast. Can I say something that is nitpicky? Yeah, it that's, seems like that's what our whole podcast. Yeah, right. Is, my friend. I, it seems like it seems like gravity in the pocket dimension worked a lot like space. So Baymax could have just turned backwards and shot his fist opposite direction of that portal, and they all could have gone through. Gravity seems to work like space, except when it doesn't, because Hero is able to just sit. Like gravity pulls him down towards the top of that little space capsule. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's the space capsule is bigger than him, so it's got a little more gravitational pull than his little tiny I body. I thought he's stuck in the I orbit of it. <laughs> I know I've thought it multiple times because I had forgotten a lot about this movie, almost all about this movie. I thought we were going to have a three beat of him deflating and he just, all he has to do is poke a hole oh, in his fingers, yeah. right? That could have been really and good. Just, like come in through the, like the Martian. You don't, have the re, you don't have the reveal of the card in the, yeah. I don't know. 
Well, the, I mean, you could you could have both of those. The portal could be closing, and Baymax could use the little to push them forward, and then give them one last little kick so they get through. Yep, you could have both. That's you can have your cake and eat it. Have mm. your, have let cake, them have let them also eat it. it. And that's the best kind of cake. I don't know who came up with that phrase, but what's the point of having a cake if you can't eat it? You know, maybe that's the point <laughs> of the phrase. Mm. Really makes you think. It really does. Uh, I want to talk Baymax's design. This is Again. well, the suit, not Baymax's fluffy white body. We haven't talked about his armor. Baymax's exoskeleton. Right. Yes. Um, this is like MCU tier awesome design. Yeah, really cool. Like, really cool. <laughs> it's so dumb that his like fluffy white body, when it gets into that red suit, my brain is like, Baymax is pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> Baymax is very cool. <laughs> oh, and I love it. Man, that's the stuff that like, I remember as a kid watching stuff, even dumb stuff like that and being like, that's pretty sweet how cool that looked. Right. Like, right. It reminds me of the way that I felt about like the Buzz Lightyear cartoon yes. that would come on Disney where I was like, I understand this is for children. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that sums it up perfectly. Like watching it the whole time, it's like, yeah, yeah, Baymax, big squishy boy that I want to hug. I like him. The armor, I know he's still the same big squishy boy underneath the armor, but I think he's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like the Incredibles. Whenever Dash runs on the water. Yep. Like, okay. Yep. That's pretty that cool. That is unapologetically cool, he, regardless of the medium in which it's presented. The first flight, right. when Baymax realizes that risky flying is like essentially elevating uh, hero's serotonin levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's just like, let's do it again. It's so, and like the 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 design, the art direction of the bursts of uh, the, his jets whenever yeah. they go fast over the water. Man, it's just really well done. It's and a it, beautiful movie. It actually, I feel like in the action sticks pretty well to Marvel's sensibilities. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and even though I agree, I dump on the final fight scene, the just the silliness of, and I don't mean fun silly. I mean like it's whack the way that it's like think differently. And it's like, oh, okay. It's it's the superhero movie equivalent of Skate Better from Brink, but I don't mind it because <laughs> it's decom. But here it's like yeah. think different. Did you wake up today and say to yourself, I'm going to think differently or I'm not going to think differently. <laughs> but hey, like I dump on all that, but even still, the action itself is pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. Stakes feel high they too because Callahan is awful. Yeah. He tries to kill kids all the time. Yeah. Pretty constant. <laughs> he's not trying to knock people out. Like he's trying, you're trying, he's trying to kill yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Stakes are terrifying. Stakes are pretty rough. Um, I do like the idea of his tool of destruction being the same thing that took his daughter. So like putting the portal back together, creating the gravitational pull and just being like, watch it all happen, baby. Yeah. Maniacal plan. Yeah. Yeah, it's the kind of thing where it's like, if you can put that back together, why not just go through it to try and find your daughter? (laughs) Go get her, dude. Just go get her. What? He missed it on that one. Yeah. I mean, because we, it's because we have to have that, that Spider-Man moment of like, you got to turn off the machine. It's going to destroy the city. Yeah. It works for me better than some of the big blue beams in the sky villain plans that I don't care for as much. I think it's better than 40% of the MCU villains. Easy. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Wow. 
Even Malekith? <laughs> <laughs> Not him, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Not him, my favorite, who I Dude, definitely remember. I am so impressed that you pulled yeah. that from the Yeah, for like real. That. Listen, I'm, I've gone to the dojo. I'm like Christian Bale in Batman Begins, bro. I'm with Liam Neeson right now. Absorbing all Marvel content. You're like, I don't have I'm to so, kill you, gonna, but I won't save you. I'm going to be so ready. Just wait. We're playing through, this is unrelated. It doesn't matter, but I'm going to say it anyway. We're playing through the Arkham series right now, and it just retroactively makes me angry that Nolan was so detail-oriented, but still decided to call Ra's al Ghul Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul. Get out of here. Get out of Read here. Read a book. Read a book, dude. So mad yeah. about it. But Big Hero 6, though, Um, I I, I think that it is so it's I don't want to say it's unique because I can think of several other examples but it is uniquely well done to have this sort of um, this AI that kind of has this glimpse of humanity and kindness sure I mean I think it's it's walking the road that E.T. paved sure sure yeah I agree And, and I think for me that particular story beat is an express lane HOV directly to my heartstrings. Um, I, I get emotional when Baymax basically insists, I can't shut down until you tell me that you're satisfied with your care. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man, it, it, something about, I don't know if it's the, the, um, the unwavering determination to do the right thing because they are not hampered by their own mortality that AI right. has in these types of situations. Um, but something about it just wrecks me every single time with these kinds of stories. Um, and so that that ending, we can, you know, and I agree, I, and I still dump on all the things I dumped on, but it it, it just emotionally really works for me. Yeah, it ending. works. Yep. It's it in spite of its flaws, I think it very much works and feels like a natural catharsis coming at the end of this this story. Like it feels like, you know, we've talked a lot before about how for a plot to feel good, it has to be the the somehow natural and also unexpected next step right. or culmination of all the stuff that, that we've seen before. Right. And, and I think the real, like the final movement of the story where we see in Baymax's glove, the Tadashi card, that feels totally earned. Yeah. It feels completely yeah. like the natural yet unexpected conclusion to everything we just watched. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it still feels like Tadashi, it, it really does feel like Tadashi has lived on through Baymax and it feels like Baymax is fulfilling the things Tadashi would have wanted done, including making sure Hero still had that card. Also, I hope Hero made a couple copies of that card now. It would be... <laughs> I, th- I thought the same thing. Like, yeah, that's please. gone. Back that please. up. Put it on Google Drive, dog. Or Dropbox if maybe you run out of space. <laughs> maybe if you run out of space to put all your <laughs> podcast recordings, you could do it on Dropbox. Maybe you have to have two separate <laughs> sto- file storages in the cloud for right now because the cloud's apparently not as all-knowing as everybody thought it was. So Cloud's a little smaller than we were led to believe. Well, with my vaccine, I have pretty good uh, Wi-Fi signal right now. My 5G coverage is pretty incredible. And Guys, I, we could just store it in still- my body. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That'll... That'll work because that's something. I think it's time to rate this movie. And the way that we're going to do, do that is with science. Um, the same science that Hero and his crew used to create Baymax and all of their experiments. And we're going to do it with a scientific cinema scale, which is perfect and as follows. 
The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it. And then stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'll go first. Please. Please. Big Hero 6 is a buy for me. It has a handful of poster moments. but in parts that I find personally very important for a buy-your-poster kind of thing, of like an actual uh, legitimate, hardly any cracks in the ensemble cast, uh, for that to not really be fulfilled for me, uh, probably far from, it's, it is it is just a buy. But that buy is on the wings of Baymax. Baymax and Hero and the narrative. This is a, such a strong yeah. movie. It's such a good movie and it is it is one that uh one of the first in a while that I think I was ready the next day to go ahead and go sure. back. Yeah. Um but yeah it's a it's a strong buy for me. Listen very carefully when I say this. It is a buy for me for exactly verbatim everything Carter just said. <laughs> I don't think we've ever been more on the same page about a movie. Like Love it. completely, completely agree. I need the ensemble cast to be like uh, the Incredibles is probably the closest analog of like, by the end of the movie, I know everybody's whole deal. And I just don't here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it is a buy for Hero and Baymax. Yeah. And we might have been just like five to 10 minutes away from that. Sure. Yeah. I think, totally. I think we could have had they were able to do, they were able to do so much with the little time that they had, you know, less than a two hour film that is like, I think they had, they had the methods, they had the recipe, they just didn't apply it everywhere. Yeah. I agree. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm rating this movie a buy for a lot of the same reasons. I think the one um, thing that I would just like to harp on for just a second is this is a buy. Um, the the things that have been mentioned before are a lot of what keeps it from being a poster for me. I do just want to say this is an exceptional kids movie. Certainly. Um, and it's a great movie in its own right. It just, for, for my taste, it is being held back by its own time constraints and a couple sloppy mistakes in my opinion. But ultimately, yeah. this movie rules. Um, yeah, completely. And so uh, I'm glad we got to talk about it. I, I can't think of another way we could have gotten to sneak this one in. So this is an awesome time to be able <laughs> yeah. to talk about a movie like this. Uh, I love, yeah. that's one of the things I love about these voting movie series. I may not necessarily agree with all of the votes or the orders all the time. Um, I'm looking at you, Goofy Movie. I love you. I miss you. Um, Gosh, I'm looking at you, Moana. How did you not How did you not end series? up here, Moana? Um, but especially... From about this point on, I am stoked to talk about all these movies, but I'm just glad that we, like, I never would, and I mean this in the best way, there's no universe where I would have willingly talked about Ice Age or Despicable Me, and I ended up enjoying Despicable Me a little more than I thought I would. Like, these vote series are fun because you're such a minion head, I'm a big minion head. Um, these, These vote series are fun because they, not, sometimes they expose us to things we've never seen that we wouldn't have picked, and sometimes they make us rewatch things that we wouldn't have chosen to rewatch. And we get to learn either um, how well they hold up or how much our memory has distorted of that movie. Like, it's just so fun to do these vote series where you guys are in control of what we are going to watch and talk about. I really love, I think the vote series are some of my favorites. Same. Yeah. Same. Same completely. Same, same, same. What's next week, Jordan? Ooh, next week is uh, that famous Mandy Moore vehicle that everybody knows yes. and loves. We're talking about Tangled. Uh, Guys, I, I love this Yeah, movie. this is going to be awesome. I can't wait. Uh, I love chameleons. 
That's all I have. No, I'm really excited. What if that was just the end of our episode? <laughs> we just close it right there. I love Chameleon. No, I, lo- I love Tangled. This is going to be really fun. Um, yeah, this is completely agree. I mean, it's just Zachary, back to back to back. Again, bangers. Zachary Levi demonstrating he has maybe the most charisma of any actor who's oh ever lived. Gosh, dude. Guys, I love Zachary Levi. And what a handsome young man, too. What a handsome not man. Like, not to be somebody's old Jewish grandmother, but what a handsome young man he is. What a handsome man. Uh, I'll never forgive Miriam Maisel for what she did to him. Yeah. Yeah, what on earth? That's, That's the most unbelievable part of that show to me. Also, miss her. Oh, good yeah, time. for real. I'm ready for Let's season four. Let's bring it back. Hey, to end today's episode. I'd like for each of us to say our name and what our superpower would be if Hero made a suit for us. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders. And um, <laughs> the only thing it feels like I'm bringing to the table in our Discord is an intense love for Zelda and just sort of a general camaraderie <laughs> with all of our friends. Um, and so I think my power would be um, that essentially they just build me build me a suit of like Hylian armor and I just get a master sword that shoots beams when my health is full, which is always because I got the vaccine, so I'm unstoppable. I mean, that's cool. That's a cool power. Yeah. I'm Doge. The power that Hero makes for me is skinny and it's <laughs> only a small amount of what he did for Baymax. He made the armor that sculpted his body into the perfect strong, strong boy shape. And power? Listen, my belly's not as big as Baymax's, but if he could get me one of those carapaces that just clicks into place it's and a pushes, robo girdle. Me, pushes my fat into muscle shapes, ooh, baby, that's perfect for me. That's just the most selfish. <laughs> no, because it's intimidation. I will, oh, I'll pull up okay. to an evildoer. They'll be like, his, I should have seen that. His pecs. Can't. I can't even believe him. I'm not even going to try to do this crime because I know. <gasps> That he can bench press like hundreds. In the movie you're talking about, you hundreds. know there is a scene where you get home from a mission all like intense and then take it off and you just, <laughs> you know that's yep. happening. Absolutely. That's amazing. I'm Carter and I'm a support champion. Mm-hmm. It's not the flashiest sure. thing, but I'm just going with what my heart tells me. And, uh, you know, who helps Baymax, right? Baymax is who the help. So you need the a support Guardians. for the support. Yeah. Hmm. I have several hmm. things for all the of the big hero. <laughs> I have several things for all of the big hero six. I don't care as much about the four that I don't care as much about. Mm. But I do have stuff like band-aids and stuff for them. But ultimately, I'm there with the extra battery packs. Uh, I'm there to help Baymax uh, for the like a, for the long like haul. a bike pump in case he springs a leak, some patches. Yep. Yeah. So perfect. if I may, it. your costume would probably look like some armored, reinforced yoga pants with a track jacket and a hat with a ponytail <laughs> at the back, and your bag of tricks would look like a giant Ziploc full of orange slices. Mm. Basically, Carter's yes. Carter's super mom. You heard it here first. Yeah. I, I guess I'm the driver too, so that means we have a nice little minivan. For Ooh, I like too. that actually, like an armored mini. Like it's it's like a TMNT style van, but it looks like a Honda Odyssey. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm I am like legitimately. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.